Hey everyone, so recently I decided to do a thing. After nearly three years and two and a half million downloads, I changed the name of the show from Journey to Manifesting to the Sarah Prout Podcast. Everything is still the same, just with a different name, so I hope you enjoy. This is episode five, remove these six words from your life to manifest prosperity. Welcome to your journey to manifesting. My name is Sarah Prout, best-selling author and creator of the Manifesting Academy. Each week, I'll bring you an inspirational message or share powerful conversations with thought leaders, game changers, and light workers. The intention here is to motivate you to create the life of your wildest dreams. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. Now let the journey to manifesting begin. Hello everyone and welcome to today's episode. I am so excited to be here with you at this point in time. I know that today's theme is such a powerful topic and one I know you'll absolutely adore because it's going to help to peel back some very important layers and levels of understanding when it comes to moving forward into the life that you want to create for yourself. Many of us don't take the time that perhaps we should to examine where our beliefs originated from. We don't think about the ways that our language patterns were formed at the time that we were probably, you know, one year old between the ages of zero to seven are the most foundational times in our entire lives. And what we don't take time to examine is the words that we choose to use as a habitual pattern. These words help to create our reality and this can either create our reality in the way that we intend it to happen or it can perpetuate the suffering that we might be feeling. And so this episode today is all about removing six very specific words that when you take these out of your vocabulary, I guarantee you will remember the power that your words have to manifest your goals, dreams, wishes and desires. One of my favorite authors of all time is called Florence Scovelshin. She wrote a book back in 1925 called The Game of Life and How to Play It. Now, this is one of her most famous books. Another book that isn't quite as well known is a book called Your Word is Your Wand. And this specific text has inspired me greatly with my work to really peel back the layers of understanding the power that our words have and that you can't use them flippantly. So often we just say things without really connecting to their meaning or to the feeling that's behind them. And so today's episode is really designed to support you to gain that awareness that you might perhaps need in order to play a higher level, to be of more service to the people around you, and to also maintain a specific vibration. Because for those of you that have been around the law of attraction before, understand manifesting, you know that the higher that your vibration is, the more likely it is to attract the things and people and places into your experiences that you are actually setting that intention to manifest. Before we dive in a little deeper today, I'd like to remind you that today's episode is proudly brought to you by The Manifesting Academy. The Manifesting Academy is the world's best online training ground for lovers of the law of attraction and spirituality. It teaches you how to play with the energy of the universe to create the life of your wildest dreams. You'll also gain exclusive access to our incredible Soul Tribe community to help support you on your journey. There's meditations for manifesting. We also have an incredible life 
library of masterclasses and Q&A sessions, all designed to support you with very specific themes and questions that you might have about the law of attraction and manifesting. For more information, go to manifestingacademy.com. I can guarantee you that if you want to manifest more things in your life like love or happiness or prosperity, then you really need to stop saying the following six words. These hefty little words are responsible for being used in your day-to-day language patterns and can literally imprint your consciousness with tiny energetic blocks. Some of these blocks that you might not have realized have been with you, as I mentioned, from you know before you turned seven years old. Although it might not even seem like a big deal, the energy and the vibration that we sub or unconsciously attach to these words can be the difference can be the difference between living a life that flows with abundance or a blockage in your vibration pipe of goodness flowing into your reality from the universe. So if you're ready to manifest, I really want you to be open to getting really honest with yourself and being brave enough to go, oh yeah, I do say that and yeah, it doesn't serve me. So you really want to engage in the process and the energy of self-inquiry right now. But also at the same time, don't make yourself wrong for it. Don't beat yourself up because it's something that could help to navigate your future because this is such an exciting time when you realize that you can play a higher game, step into a bigger vision and bigger purpose you realize that no time is wasted because the time before has actually formed part of a beautiful story that is helping to push you through life, help life to live through you. So you're working with the universe to really engage in the core essence of life, which is all about remembering that you are all part of this beautiful fabric of oneness, that we're all connected by the divine within and that our primary purpose is to connect with that energy. And when you are aware that you have this power, you have a responsibility to use and spend that energy wisely. And one of those ways is definitely guiding your language patterns and the words that you choose to use in order to serve you, to support you on your path. So the first word, and this is a big one because it's hate. H-A-T-E. I want you to consider the possibility of removing and banishing that word from your vocabulary. Hate or to hate something or someone can be used so casually in conversation, but it's actually a really drama-fueled, energetic transaction. Hate has such deep roots behind it. It has such an etymology of, how do I put this, concern. It's something that's used casually when hate is actually something that is energetically fueled with fear and loathing. And there's all of these other emotions. It's like a a murky soup of a word. And so it literally fuels drama addictions and prompts a person to seek out negative things to simply use it as a conversational piece. So when you become more conscious of the words you choose to use, your world does begin to transform. So for instance, someone might say to you, don't you just hate this cold weather? And you stop and you think to yourself in that moment, is it really hatred? Is it really such an intense use of a word for such a flippant statement that doesn't really mean anything? And yes, you could argue that it's the energy behind a word that can ultimately fuel it to spark further manifestations in your life. But when you use such a word repeatedly, It echoes and it ripples into the vibrations that you have and emit out there to the universe. And it also comes back to you because thoughts and words 
do return to you with astounding accuracy. And so this statement might seem meaningless, but it discourages the essence of appreciation and gratitude, which is where the magic of manifesting resides. So the metaphysical remedy is to look for things to appreciate and to converse about. It will raise your vibration and it will make you feel happier. I promise you it will. I have banned my children to use the word hate. And then when they do say the word hate, I ask them, well, what do you like? So you switch that energy, you switch that pivotal point of awareness. So then it can really grow into a different space. So I hope, I hope that makes sense because it's such a beautiful opportunity to guide our energy, to guide our words. And what better place to start playing with that energy than reminding our children of the words they use. So dislike is a softer word than hate or switching it up to really focus on the things that you do enjoy, the things that you do love. And don't just be dramatic about the things that you hate or dislike, because I mean, this is the law of attraction, people. The more you focus your energy on the things you don't like, the more likely they are to rise up and appear in your reality over and over and over again until you consciously break that cycle. This is a powerful reminder of what you resist persists. Which brings me to the second word that I would love to invite you to remove from your awareness and your vocabulary as something that wields a specific amount of power. It's the word should, S-H-O-U-L-D. Should is almost always loaded with expectations that are being hurled at another human being very unfairly. For instance, he should call his kids more often or she shouldn't be doing this. This statement is fueling the fire for resentment to grow within your own heart if your expectations aren't being met. I'm going to say that one again. This statement is fueling the fire for resentment to grow within your own heart if your expectations aren't being met. Let people be responsible for their own actions. You don't should on them. So when you should all over other people, you actually create a, uh, a feeling of resistance. You create this feeling of disappointment and that your own levels of happiness are completely reliant on somebody else's actions. You actually create a new newfound sense of freedom within your own heart when you let go of that, when you stop shooting on people. So the metaphysical remedy for this is that you make your expectations clear and you invite people to be open to all possibilities rather than telling them what they should not do or what they should do. Remember, not everybody is operating under your paradigm. So when you release them of that burden, you'll notice that your relationships are better with other people and that you can actually empower yourself with this awareness. And this is where this work is so incredibly powerful and transformative because you're actually taking charge. You're actually steering the ship at the helm of your consciousness to allow for the expansion of your life rather than thinking that other people are responsible for your happiness and that they should do stuff. So stop shooting. It will radically transform your life. The next word to remove and to examine is for the people pleasers out there. And it's the word yes. I have been a people pleaser for so many years and I've wanted to please everybody and be liked. And I say yes when sometimes I really mean no. I overextend myself. I put too much on my plate. And ultimately, I'm the one that suffers because I don't really tune in and stop to ask myself, well, hey, what do I really want? 
you know, why do I want this person to like me? And and so when someone says yes all the time, it's because they don't want to upset another person. They don't want to rock the boat. And the metaphysical remedy for this is to create an incubation period for yourself of 24 to 48 hours where you don't give a yes or no answer to any important decisions unless you feel it strongly in your heart. This is the ultimate act of self-care to create that buffering space where you don't have to say yes straight away, that you can actually allow yourself the space that you need to feel into the right path of action to take. And this will help you so much. I know for myself that if I say, hey, can we talk about this tomorrow or can I sleep on it? It helps to really honor my own sense of self. It helps to filter out my levels of overwhelm and it helps to really remain grounded so that I'm not just reacting without really going through the thoughtful process of what everything will take if my answer is a yes to help somebody out. So stop saying yes. Stop being trigger happy with the word yes. Just tune into yourself and you'll notice a huge difference. The next two words are incredibly powerful and they're often woven into conversational pieces and a lot of you guys don't realize that these are powerful affirmations. These are directions for the universe to follow and then ultimately deliver that energy back to you. And these two words are broke and poor. So how often do you affirm that you're broke or that you don't have enough money or that you're poor? The universe hears this as an affirmation and responds accordingly. So in order for you to attract what you do want into your life, you need to start being what you want and exploring the ways that you can start crafting new affirmations that the universe can respond to and ultimately bring more abundance and prosperity back to you. Because when you say things like I'm broke or I'm poor, you're perpetuating the struggle, you're creating the resistance, and you're not just allowing things to be because you're cementing the story and you're creating your own hurdles. And so the metaphysical remedy for this is to really immerse yourself into the power of affirmations. And you can do this by perhaps signing up as a student in the Manifesting Academy because I have a whole collection and course on utilizing and really walking into the energy of affirmations. That's in the Manifesting Academy on manifestingacademy.com if you want more information. I also offer a lot of free resources over on my blog, sarahprout.com, and on my Instagram page, which is Sarah Prout. I post a lot of affirmations and especially Dear Universe affirmations so many times per week. And people love them. It really helps to give you the reinforcement and the inspiration that you need in order to remember that you're crafting your reality with the I am affirmations that you choose to use. I'll be creating an entire podcast on this in a few weeks. But for now, just remember that every time you say I'm broke or I'm poor, it's an affirmation and that you're actually stopping the money from manifesting into your reality. So the fifth thing that you should consider removing and taking out of your conversational awareness is the idea of saying never. So just never say never. You create these boundaries when you state to the universe that you want to create your life in a certain way, but you'll never do something. So I've seen this happen time and time again, that the people that say never or I'm never going to do this, they say it with such passion behind it that it tends to invite 
the challenge to rise up. They literally manifest that. And as I said before, what you resist persists. And so when you use the word, I'll never do this, I'll never do that, it literally anchors that as a command to the universe to present you with that opportunity that's right in front of your face. And to use an example, I said for many years that I could never date a younger man. And so when I found myself single after being married for 10 years and I was on the dating scene, I I re-explored that never rule and I'd say I'd never date anyone younger. And it was a fiercely held belief in my heart that it's something that I just wouldn't do no matter what. It's something that was anchored into my belief system as a line that I wouldn't cross. And so with the energy that you always put out there coming back to you, it really showed up and tested me when I met the love of my life on Twitter, who just happened to be five years younger than I was. And that was an opportunity for me to break my own rules. And it was a never policy that I'm so glad that I broke because it was the best decision that I ever made in my life to finally date a guy that was younger than me. And so the metaphysical remedy for never and removing never is that you are invited to open your heart to all possibilities. To never do something is to state to the universe that you're not open to all possibilities. You're actually closed off. doesn't mean you have to break your own moral compass. You know, I'll never have an affair. I'll never, you know, smoke weed. I'll never do this. But it just means that there's a more gentle approach to to life and that your heart is open and it's the energy of being open to all possibilities rather than the energy, the oppressive energy of never, which is where the magic really happens. Which brings me to the sixth and final concept that I'd like to explore with you today. And that is, and this, this is a heavy one. It's the word and the concept and the idea of shame. So have you ever said shame on you or worse still, has anyone ever said to you shame on you? There's, this is such a nasty one and shame isn't a good feeling. And when you fling the word shame into someone's direction energetically, it isn't very nice because as I just mentioned before, the energy that you put out there will always come back to you with astounding accuracy. And so you want to get your soul into a space where you can always lead with love and lead with compassion. And the thing to remember, the metaphysical remedy for this one is that shame never instigates change. Shame will never instigate change. And so it's very important, just harking back to the the should, shooting on other people, that you're operating from your own belief system and that you shouldn't impose that on other people. And I say shouldn't. I mean, I say that loosely. I've seen this happen over and over again where people on social media tell people what they should and shouldn't be doing, you know, what they should or shouldn't be feeding their kids. Or if somebody does something that isn't done in the intention of hostility or spite or neglect or whatever it is. And people say, well, shame on you. You've broken the rules of my paradigm. How dare you do this when the world revolves around me? You have to not shame on people. Shame is an ugly energy and it's something that you want to step away from as fast as possible. So to summarize today's episode, I hope you enjoyed all of the six elements to disband and remove from your vocabulary so that you can start to facilitate a greater expansion of your conscious awareness in every area of your life. Because remember, the universe wants you to feel abundant. The universe wants you to remember this power you have to guide your energy, to rise above specific situations and beliefs that have limited you for your entire life. 
life because it's now time to step into a new time in your spiritual growth on your spiritual journey. The Journey to Manifesting podcast is all about helping you to attract the life of your wildest dreams. And so I hope today's episode really helped to nurture your understanding of the the actions, the inspired actions that you can take even on these small little micro levels of removing these words and how they will have the biggest impact on the things, people, places and experiences that will start to begin to show up in your reality. As a result, of you being brave enough to step into that new layer of awareness and say, hey, I can do this a different way. I can try this with a new level of conscious awareness. Again, if you liked this episode, if you enjoyed today's theme, please feel free to share it with your friends and your family because the intention of this podcast is to inspire the hearts and the minds of as many people as possible. And if you'd like to leave a review, I would deeply appreciate that. Let me know what you thought of today's episode, the ideas that I've presented to you, and also what you'd like to see me discuss in future episodes as well. And so that's it from me for today. I have loved spending this time with you. I always enjoy the themes and the topics that you guys have inspired me to speak about. Until next time, enjoy your journey to manifesting.